Vagina abs to stick. That sounds so awful. Daddy, what's that? Cyborg, I want to no. point out that you can't say the word wolf. You said night wolf before, and it's pissed me off ever since. No beta code. I'm surprised. Not bowing down to the con. That's a paddling. <laughs> hey, Cyrax boy, guess what? Who Person the fuck doesn't like Yoshi? <laughs> I don't like Yoshi. <laughs> what the fuck? How do we feel about Tremor? Because I gotta say this. I want to see him come Yes, but it's because I'm actually peeing in a bucket at the bottom of my seat. So, mm. like, ah. Nitara's design... You know, you're saying Nitara again. Oh, shit, thank Just you. let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm on so many drugs at the moment. Great. Glad to hear it. Alright, well, <laughs> I'm done being serious. We can talk about the taste of cock again. That's what you guys want to... <laughs> Wait. What? This is my fucking ass hanging out. What, bitch? We're not recording right now. We're not recording, of course not. Wondering. Nobody's gonna listen to this. I hear from, like the sound of like bolts being loaded into a chamber and like shots being fired. Is it like an air gun? I don't. I'm hearing like Russian roulette, like right up next to the light. What's going on? Yep, definitely taking shots with a rifle. Welcome back to the Nethercast. I am Cyborg, and I am joined as always by Temp, Razor, and Chad. And today we have episode 66, and Injustice 2 is out. We have gotten our hands on this filthy, dirty game, and we played through story, so expect full story spoilers. Um, we probably won't get into arcade endings, because I'm sure not all of us have gotten through all of them yet, but we will go through the entire story mode, or at least give our opinions on it, as well as general thoughts on the game, and we'll be addressing the zoning controversy that's going on so look forward to all of that and more on this episode thank you guys for tuning in hey real quick off the top go ahead and join the nethercast guild um it's on both xbox one and ps4 i will get those codes here in a second um if you haven't watched my video on the channel where it kind of points both of those out but yeah we put a guild on there Django created the one on Xbox, and we got one on PS4, which is where most of us are playing, as well as most of the people in the Facebook group currently. Um, the Xbox One is VF610, and the one for PS4 is Z8X9G. So definitely go ahead and apply for those. On PS4, we're getting down to limited spaces. I believe we're at like 33 people in the guild. That, so. is, that is correct. Okay. So yeah, we're getting close there, out of 50, I should mention, and I'm not sure on the Xbox One version, but yeah, so definitely go ahead and join those guys. We are playing a lot of the guild stuff. We played the guild multiverse against the boss, and we're just working as a team. We got people that are sacrificing their gear to unlock more towers, so on and so forth, so it's a good system that we got going on here, and yeah, so check those out. We'd love to have you join the team, and um, also, there's a Facebook group. I mentioned this a few times before in the past, but there is a closed Facebook group. Just go on Facebook, search Nethercast. It is the group, not the page. If you go ahead and apply for the group or ask to join, we'll go ahead and approve you. And we have a nice community going on there with a lot of cool and respectful members. So it's easily the most toxic-free environment that you will have in discussing injustice in Mortal Kombat, as Razor mentioned earlier. So, with that said, getting all that stuff out of the way, let's talk about this game. What's up, guys? Nerf Aquaman. 
just just put some more startup on the tentacles. That'll be <laughs> that thing is filthy. Oh, do you guys want to start with a just start off with the zoning controversy? Do you guys want to just go into it, or do you want to do story first? Because this is definitely part of that. Um, I feel like I feel like I have more to say about the zoning. Let's yeah, really? I, mean, I, don't, I agree with that honestly. Like more I'll to give, say about zoning than the story. Wow. I'll give. Well, I mean, I have opinions on story, but I I could maybe talk ten minutes about it personally. But other than the ending, other than one of the two endings, there, there's not much controversial going on in the story. So. Yeah, let's talk zoning. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll lead with that then. We'll lead with just kind of our thoughts on gameplay as well as as well as the zoning thing going on, and then we'll finish off with story. We'll let that be kind of lead us the last main portion. So I guess we'll just get through everything we need to get through, and then we'll leave everything else to story as long as it takes us. We're on no time constraint here. So lead us in here, Temp. What's going on with the zoning? Because I didn't. I, I saw somebody link to the issue, but I have not actually checked out the issue myself. Well, there's sort of like a, a vicious cycle going on. Some people are complaining about Deadshot and Darkseid. Uh, believe it or not, Aquaman is not showing up much in the conversation, but, I mean, he's definitely relevant. Um, and then the people who are upset about the complaining are complaining themselves. and are kind of It's all kind of blown out of proportion. Uh, the complaining's not really that big of a deal, honestly. But the important thing is that Netherrealm does listen to this stuff, and historically we get patches pre-Evo. Just, it happens. I wish it didn't, but it does. Uh, so should zoning be nerfed? And um, I'll give my opinion on that in a second, uh, but I don't think that's even the right question to ask. Oh, the question is, should anything be nerfed before Evo? And I'll say no. I don't think anything should be patched before July, the end. Or even before August. I say August is the soonest I would touch anything unless there's something game-breaking or if, if there's something in the game that's going to make the game die, like Tanya and CEO. That was going to kill our game. If we didn't change that, the, the scene would have died. Um, I think. No, fuck that. I know. Um, <laughs> thoughts? Go? Any, anybody? Um, I see what I said. Go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, go. I see what I said last time for MKX. Give it a little while. Let the game breathe. I don't know that anyone is filthy as Tanya is yet. There's ways around shit. Like, that tentacle I was just pitching about is a very, very valid counter counter projectile strategy that you, 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 th you think dead shots bolts come out hard that tentacle comes out harder i mean i bet you about it but there's a reason that, that thing, the truth. Is, thing is in the game it's got a bit give it a bit more startup in the future but for the time being settle down relax put your feet up enjoy the losses i know i am i agree with that I, I mean i'm not enjoying losses but i understand that this is all new i mean i've bitched about ivy a lot especially in frustration um, but the more I learn about the character, the less that bitching comes out. Because as Tempest pointed out to Smoke, um, you know, the game has only been out for a few days now, three days, two days. So yeah, we're, we're bitching about certain things. It's just because we don't know yet. I mean, how many of these things that we feel like are too strong, there's going to be ways around it, or there's going to be things to deal with it. It's just, we don't really know yet because we're just so new to all of this. So I think judging anything as broken or needs buffs or this or that at this stage in the game is just way too early. You need to at least, like you said, give it time to breathe, give it, you know, practice, do different things, take it into the training mode, put it on record, record those types of things and see how to get around it. Because I don't, so far I've not experienced anything that I would consider broken. I would just say there's definitely certain things that are very strong and hard to get around, but I don't think they're impossible. As far as Deadshot goes, um, I mean, I played... 
Whose Deadshot did I play? I think was that you, Shed? No, no, not no, I. I, no, I not Smoke That's right. No, yeah, I played Smoke Man's Deadshot, and I, I won. So um, I'm pretty sure. I don't. It doesn't matter. Either way, it was a close match, and I didn't think it was that hard. I used the meter burn roll to get in, and then I applied a lot of rushdown pressure, which obviously is going to be hard for Deadshot to deal with. So, I mean, everything. You do have that meter burn roll, and I feel like a lot of people forget that they have that, but you can get, and that takes you just about full screen, and it can get on the other side of your opponent if you need to. So, yeah, I think between that and a lot of people do have zoning options, it's not like Deadshot's just by himself a strong zoner. There's a lot of strong zoners in this game, and yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just cast anything off as too crazy at this point. It's just, there's definitely certain characters. Like, as far as Dark Side goes, once again, yeah, when I when I faced Smoke Man's Dark Side, it was tough, but I think I I beat him in a in a match. I think we did like two or three matches and I know I at least won one of them. And the first one it was really close as well. So, you just got to keep the pressure on. And yeah, you're eventually going to learn those tricks. Like when he does his teleport and goes for the stomp, you're going to learn to watch out for that and to back the fuck up. So, I don't know. I just think at right now it's just very premature kind of judging things without letting them have time to really figure out ways around things. But, I mean, I guess that's natural for people to do that. This th this is what I said when I first scoped out the dead shot, like gameplay and whatnot. I don't think he's got the tools for a lot. I mean, like, to, to contend with a lot of people. Right now, this is Ken Street Fighter 4 all over again. So just sit back, practice against him, don't read the comments, stay off the internet... Don't ask, buff my main, nerf my arch enemy, and give it time. Deadshot is going to be easy to get around with. He's not that big of a deal. Next week, next week you'll probably be complaining about Firestorm anyway. Hmm. Razor, do you have any thoughts before 10 plays I, in? Well, Firestorm in particular bugs the shit out of me, because I thought he was going to be my zoner, and I don't feel like he's effective at anything except his Raiden tackle. If if he was going to be a good zoner for me, he would need to have a high, medium, and jump fireball like Liu Kang does. I feel like I don't have any air options with him in terms of, like, keep away. Mm. Okay. Tim? Um, well, just assuming that the patch is coming in August, and I don't, I don't think that's unfair. I think after Evo, it's okay to patch the game. Uh, if we don't... If, if it, only if it needs it. I'm hoping the game is balanced. I, th I think there's a strong possibility of that. Um, before we change anything, we need to, about zoners, we need to ch figure out two things. First of all, first of all, how good is a meter burn dash? I, I forget it's even there, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so for, I need a little more intel on that. What's, is what's it that because going? it's bad, I, or is it because you're just not used to using it yet? Yeah, I, I, I forget it exists, honestly. I, I honestly have no opinion one way or another yet. Yeah, I it's just, new just, and unfamiliar. I feel like it's so, better than exactly. it was in the beta. I definitely feel like in but it's just as I mean, you you're gonna get a dash in between most projectiles anyways, so during that time you can get that meter burn roll in, and that saved my life against Deadshot and Darkseid plenty of times. It would it would probably be helpful if I could remember it exists. The other thing is like I find that when I try to do the the air escape, the thing that's supposed to be instead of a combo breaker in this game, right. I, it doesn't fucking pop. Like, I can't get it to work. <laughs> what, is the, what is the input for that? Isn't it like... 
Isn't it like up and R2 or something? Is it up and R2? Maybe it I've been doing be. it wrong. Because I know in the tutorial, I did it just fine, but in, in actual matches, I don't remember what the hell button I'm supposed to be pressing, so that's why I never do it. So Yeah. I, I just forget why, that these things exist. That's why I was legitimately asking what button it was, because I, I honestly don't know. I haven't been able to do it in, in a match. Generally, I don't feel like it's worth it. I mean, two bars to get out of it. I don't think anybody so far is doing crazy combos to the point where I feel like, oh, this is worth sacrificing my meter, but I don't know. eventually I just, we're going to get there. So For me, game. anything that can get me out of a juggle... I fucking need it. Like, I want <laughs> I want every game I play to have the Killer Instinct combo breaker system. I'm not happy unless I can interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> game mechanics I have the exact opposite, but I, I, I know mean, you are. I respect that, though. I do. I, I, I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Game mechanics after 1994 are weird and scary to me. It always takes me a while to wrap my head around them. I'm still playing Scarecrow like he's fucking doll sim. So, give me yeah. some time. Yeah, yeah, I was watching your Scarecrow earlier, and you were doing well, it's just the only, my only suggestion was there's a lot, like, I feel like Scarecrow's best at when he's doing the mid-range, like, he's he's that neutral pokes, and he has a lot of long-reaching stuff going on, and I don't think you were utilizing that, so, it's just early, True. we're all learning, we're all learning and trying to figure out how to deal with certain shenanigans. Like, for me, my hardest matchup so far is Dr. Fate, easily, and that's just because with Ivy... By by default, I was going to go to zoning because she has, you know, tendrils that come up from the air. She, or the air, but she has tendrils that come from the ground as well as, and as well as her ability. So both of those, you know, say, hey, zone. But then the more I played against Dr. Fate, it's like his projectiles are too damn quick for me to put my ability down safely. So I basically have to get him knocked down at the very least. And then at that point, why not just rush in as Temp suggested? So... Yeah, that's been helping a lot. But Dr. Fate, yeah, he's he's tough for me. He's definitely been the character I've struggled. And, well, the one that absolutely destroyed me the most was Red Man's Bane. I had no answers for it. He took about my entire first life bar before I got one hit on him because it was just command grab after command grab, but I didn't know how to act. Without wake-ups, I had nothing, <laughs> so it was rough. <laughs> but anyways, um, as far as the zoning thing, yeah, I just think it's too early to tell, and... I think it's only natural that people are going to instantly, when they're struggling against something, especially when it comes to zoning, because zoning is one of those things that naturally rubs people the wrong way, including myself and everyone else. Everyone's had salt because they just can't get in and the other person is throwing projectile after projectile after projectile and you're struggling to know what the hell to do. Um, but at this point, it's way too early to tell whether that's an actual issue or it's just something we need to learn to adapt to. Well, that, that's a super good observation. That, that's really what's going on here. It's not so much is zoning too good, too bad. It's just the community is sort of having a, like a psychological knee-jerk to it. People get mad at zoning because when you lose to good offense and mix-ups, you feel like you played the game and lost. When you lose to zoning, you feel like you weren't allowed to play the game at all. It feels so like you were cheesed that's out. That's why yeah. people... Exactly. You know, and people... It just it feels like a waste of time. You feel like you don't learn anything. I feel like, you know, I, I didn't even get to try a step to see if it was successful or not. So I get that. Which brings us to number two. If zoning is good, how good is it? I, I If Deadshot's good, like, and this is not just gimmicks, which I'm just, I'll put my cards on the table here in a second. But if that is the case, I'm okay with that. It just depends how good he is. I don't mind A-plus characters. 
Um, there's always going to be a low tier. There's nothing that's just that's math. There's nothing you can do about that. It's just massive matchup charts. Um, but to play devil's advocate, if I'm going to protect the people complaining about zoning or, or I guess defend them, uh, historically, our track record's pretty good. When we say a character is too good on day one, I'd say 80% of the time our NRS communities have been correct. Uh, let's let's just go down the list. Um, Aquaman, day one. Everyone said this character was broken. Guess who was top five after like four different patches? Fucking Aquaman. Um, Deathstroke, we said he was too good. They nerfed him hard, and he was probably still a top ten character after that. Um, God, the list goes on. And, and, and all another realm games. Quan, uh, Summoner Quan Chi, probably top ten all the way up to the end of the game. Um, Grandmaster Sub-Zero, although underused... Still very good. I mean, he lost matchups, but uh, that's another problem. I think Death, uh, Death, fuck, Deadshot, not Deathstroke. I think Deadshot's <laughs> actually a very good character. Darkseid, I think less, not quite as much. I think Darkseid has a lot of gimmicks, but he's going to end up bodying a lot of people 7-3. I think in the in the grand scheme, Darkseid's actually quite balanced, at least for now. We may find out something tomorrow, or I may research the character further. But I think a lot of characters are going to lose to, to Darkseid, like, 7-3-8-2. I think a lot of characters are going to struggle. And he's going to be one of those characters where he's not S-tier, but you're going to have to counterpick. You know, your Blue Beetle just isn't going to cut it against Darkseid. But this whole narrative of give it time, let's, let's adapt. Historically, that just hasn't been the case. Like, historically, generally, characters who are very good only get better. I think the only time we were ever wrong about this was probably MK9 Raiden. I'm sure there's other examples, but that's the only time that comes to mind. The reverse happens all the fucking time. There's characters we think are trash end up being, like, godlike. Um, a good example is MK9 Smoke. In my opinion, with the reset, he was number six in the game. And probably was better than that. I mean, uh, probably when the game first came out, Smoke was probably a top three character, top four character. Um, and then they took away his OTG, so he went down a little bit, uh, but Smoke was very good, and everyone thought he was low mid for a very long time, uh, but people didn't know how to play footsies back then. Uh, another good example, um, Sonya Blade, again, MK9, very good character, no one really knew it, um, I'm gonna probably add MKX Tremor to that list, people were complaining hard about Tremor, um, and that character just fucking blossomed. Now, now, how much of this stuff has to do with patches? I'm going off memory here, so it's hard to say, but um, that's why my thesis right now is what you guys said. Let's do nothing. Let, let's not do anything yet. I think and the reason why I feel this way – I know I'm talking a long time, guys. I'm sorry, but I'm almost done here. The reason I feel this way is Injustice Scorpion, I believe, was a genuinely dumb fuck character and was a problem and was going to kill the game. I honestly got to believe that because they patched him. Everyone changed their side. They, they jumped on the other side of the fence and said, no, we knee-jerked. You know, this character wasn't dumb. He just completely and utterly shut down fundamentals. Um, but he's not dumb. No, he's a perfectly balanced character. And everyone fucking switched sides. Everyone's heads rotated 180 degrees. And that really pissed me off. So I don't want that to happen again. Let's investigate, you know. Even if that means killing the scene, it's worth it. If we can learn a life lesson and we can make the community better... Let's find out. Let's truly find out if they are a problem or not. Because if we don't, if we need your patch too early, it doesn't matter if we're right or wrong or not. It's gonna, the problem's going to happen the very next game. We're going to have the same issue with MK11 in two years. 
Let's find out how broken they are. It doesn't matter who's right or wrong. We got to know the extent. We got to investigate first or it's going to happen again. Because I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Injustice Scorpion was a problem. But because the characters patched out of the game and no one can really competitively, that that argument, it, it's in the grave. There's nothing we can do about that now. So I'm done. No, that's fine. I mean, they're all fair points. And yeah, so well, I guess we'll just have to see, like you said, and that's probably the better way to approach it at this point. I will agree that, yeah, there's certain characters that we can definitely all attest to probably being too damn good right now. I, w- I wouldn't say anything that I've come across feels broken. I would just say there's definitely some characters that are maybe, I don't know, the only ones that I've seen so far, like, my problem isn't with Deadshot. My problem isn't even with Darkseid. The only one that I've really been like, man, this fucking, this is rough. Like, this is rough facing this person is Aquaman. That's honestly the only character that so far I'm like, ouch. <laughs> because he's good at just so many things. He's good at zoning. He's good at chip. He's good. He's just got a lot of options. Yeah, what's weird is Aquaman was also very good in the last game, and it's amazing how little he changed. It's amazing how how not as different as he we thought he would be. He is like it's it's, it's strange to me. I thought that character was going to be overhauled like Green Lantern, and no, he's essentially the same character as the, in the, from the last game. He was extremely maybe stronger in that game, but not by much. But yeah. Anyways, yeah, I mean that pretty much covers it. Do you guys want to kind of just give some thoughts on the game as a whole? Just so far, I mean, we're not going to review it this week. We'll save that for next week so we can get some it's more been... time on the game. But let's yeah, let's just kind of give some thoughts on the just the feel of the game. What are we my enjoying? Point... So on and so forth. My end point can just be summarized as this: Sure, guys, some forty-eight fucking hours. Come on, forty-eight <laughs> hours. Holy shit, your tits. Calm them. <laughs> A week, even maybe two. A month. Not 48 hours. Get high. 420. Take a chill. <laughs> do drugs. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't. Diet uh, crack. You're uh, <laughs> No, we do. Chad is speaking for himself on this one. <laughs> Never claimed otherwise. <laughs> Going down you a bad path here. On the topic of how the game feels. Good. Very good. It's not a box factory. We've, like established that by this point it feels nice it feels fluid it feels natural it is still weirdly fast for me i'm just not used to the overall speed of how a lot of shit comes out and so i didn't play the first one a ton and I, that, that really put me off the first time but this one feels more user-friendly more accessible if you will i don't know if that's a dirty word to some people but the entry is smoother that's all i'm saying oh yeah absolutely the smoothness of this game and that's how it was in the beta as well is that's what won me over. It just things really flow well together, in my opinion. And the animations on a lot of it looks good. I mean, you still have your janky moments where it's like, oh, why did that happen? Or, you know, that that just didn't feel right. But I mean, overall, I feel like the smoothness far outweighs any of those types of moments. And just in general, the gameplay is a blast. The characters feel like the characters, and they they just they're oozing with personality and fun factor to them. That yeah, I'm just. It is it is fantastic. Ivy was a very, very rough go, and I still have a lot to learn on linking a lot of her crap and getting her the most out of all of her specials, because I'm only using a few of her specials, and there's still things being left on the table that I could make better use of. But so far, she's just... I, I've, I've It's been a roller coaster with her. Like I've enjoyed her, 
I've been super frustrated with her. I've enjoyed her, super frustrated, so on and so forth. But overall, I'm starting to really, really like what she has, and she's just a lot of fun to play so far. And that's that's pretty much where I am with Scarecrow. There's things where I'm like, God, I want you to do this thing so much better than you do. It's not how I thought you would do it, but it's early days. I gotta learn. Right. And I need more ability. I need and I need more abilities for that fucker. I really do. Yeah, I'm I'm still curious about the abilities. We haven't been really using them because nobody really has anything that they're like, oh man, we got to play with abilities so I can use this because we're all. I mean, abilities come very very rarely as it is. So I'm I'm curious. I only have one for Ivy, and I poured a lot of time got, into her already. I got shit yeah. for Blue Beetle, who I can't stand the playing style <laughs> of. It. I think the game's just fucking trolling me at this point. Mm. I got I got a couple things for Batman. The one I have equipped because it takes up two slots. It changes his trait from fluttering around you and then you have to press the button again to immediately going after them uh, much nicer but i put my batman's level 20 so if i wanted to play with gear i'd body you guys because my stats are higher <laughs> yeah we'll get there we'll all get there and i look forward to that day where we can play with abilities and the stats are reasonably all the same between us um yeah. but yeah right now it's it's rough but i'm enjoying just base ivy I do want to see what all their options are. So far, the only ability I have, I don't really feel like it's worth even changing out. It changes out her ground tendrils for a single tendril that goes... It's like a single uh, vine that comes up right in front of her. So it's no longer a zoning tool. And it comes up right in front of her and it goes full like to the top of the screen. And it's pretty quick and it does more damage. But, I mean, then you lose all your zoning potential, which can be rough. It's always nice to have that as an option, so... On the fly, if you need to switch to zoning, you can do that if your rushdown's not going well. So that's tough for me to switch that out. But I'm curious what else she has, because um, I know I, I still want the healing patch instead of the thorn patch, just because I'm not really good at traps like that. I, I prefer, I'd prefer it, but I mean, if I'm switching more to rushdown and corner, corner pressure, maybe the thorn patch can be better use at that point. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I'm still curious about gear this year. And it's a lot of fun. I'm still curious what a lot of characters have because people are still finding new things. And it's just great. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot here to kind of digest between everything that's going on and the characters just feel wonderful. That's my main kind of point here is um, I believe Temp said it and I, I definitely felt it in the beta is that the character is a lot easier to kind of take on this time around. You can learn... I mean, it, they're still going to take time to master, but I feel like it's not such a process as it was in MKX to learn a character. You can pick up a character if you dedicate a night to playing a character, do some training, then go into some sets with somebody. You can get comfortable with that character within a couple hours and start feeling pretty good about what you're doing. Um, and that's and that's tremendous. That's awesome that it that it is like that. And there's so many characters that seem fun on this roster. I wanted to uh, ask uh, on the topic of abilities, how do you feel about the drop rate? For like the amount of stuff that's in this game, I feel like it's going to take a long time to get the stuff that we want. Not necessarily a terribly long one, but it might prove tedious. Thoughts? Yeah, that was always a concern uh, for me. Um, go ahead, Tim. I'm, I feel like it could be a little better, but it's not like... I'm definitely not torches and pitchforks about it. I, no, I think same. it's a little. It's it's right underneath the line of reasonable, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's like the game. The game actually tells you in one of the loading messages. Some like occasionally uh, gear is dropped. Well, not gear abilities. I'm like occasionally, really. 
Yeah. Playing for three hours, ain't seen shit. Yeah. I'd yeah. say very, very occasionally. The ability After being like 14 diamond boxes last night, I guess that kind of changed my perspective. Um, <laughs> so I don't I don't really know. Uh, we'll go on Cyborg. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, like the gear itself comes a lot. Like you get a lot of gear, you get a lot of boxes. It's really just. Well, they the drown ab- you in stuff. It's really just the abilities and the shaders that take seemingly a lot of time. With Ivy, I've only unlocked. Uh, I mean, other than, obviously, the stuff that come with the Ultimate Edition, I'm trying to think of, like, actual unlockable shaders for her. I think I only have two, maybe one or two shaders for her out of her, like, six or seven or eight available. So, and that, that's saying something. So, I'm, I'm curious how long it's taken. And one of those I got just for beating the Arcade Tower with her. So, I think you can get that with anybody that you beat their Arcade Tower. I'm guessing you get a shader for them. Um, but, yeah, I just... I'm with you guys, though. I'm not, like, up in arms about it. I'm not raising any pitchforks or anything crazy like that. Um, To me, it could be a little bit better on the shaders and abilities, but then again, I mean, I'm not dropping this game, so if I keep playing it for two or three weeks, I might have... I mean, in two days' time, I've gotten one or two shaders. If I keep going at that rate, maybe in two or three weeks' time or whatever, I will have everything I want out of Ivy, so... So on and so forth. So I, I guess maybe like two or three weeks to get everything you want for the character you're playing. Then that's not terrible, um, depending on how many characters you're looking to play. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm with you guys, though. It could be a little bit better, but it's not bad to the point where it, it's that upsetting to me. It's just kind of like, okay, all right, looks like I'm going to have to grind this out a bit. Also, the game looks so good that I don't even really need the gear. Visually, I don't really need it. Um, just the defaults of everyone, the stages. Oh my god! Not everyone. Not everyone. Tim, Atrocitus is still in this. Game. Oh, I forgot he was in this game. Holy shit! Yeah. Um. Also, I'll throw Catwoman in there too. I still think out of all the faces, hers is the only one left that doesn't look right to me. Everyone else looks good, in my opinion. Um. Except for Atrocitus. I completely fucking forgot about Atrocitus, too. But, God, the character models look so good in this game. I am Better actually, than the beta, even. But, yeah, go on. No, I, I, try, I try, like, try to drop this in. I'm, as BC suggested before the before we started uh, recording here, I'm currently doing a series of AI fights to level up my Scarecrow. And I just came across Atrocitus and his, uh, his little portrait pic there in the ladder. And Dexstar's up in there, and that cat looks like it wants to die of embarrassment from being <laughs> next to him. That's all I wanted to put up. The game doesn't like how Atrocitus looks, all right? I'm, I'm just, <laughs> to be fair to Atrocitus, I think with the shader that actually gives him his classic um, color scheme, where his legs are black, his arms are black, but he has the red torso, the red boots, and the red uh, arm guards. I mean, it's still his like lava rock gear but it actually has the right color scheme to it i think that helps a lot i know razor and razor and red man i think both have the classic shader for them and it it, it actually yeah. makes the character definitely much more tolerable well that's good i'm gonna have to put in some practice with well not practice but i'm gonna have to put some ai fights with this guy on because i can't look at this thing anymore you guys i just can't i'm checking now i'm trying to see see if i can find that uh that shader I think it looks good. And and from the beta, you can there is certain lava rock stuff like gear for him that makes him a little less bulky. I mean, you're never going to get down to like his normal what you would expect from the character, but at the same time, I remember from the beta there is some smoother armor that doesn't look so bulbous, I should say. 
But yeah, I mean. But if I'm not mistaken, we can't fix that face. No, no, you which is always gonna, it's, it's always gonna kill it for me. Sadly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Will... They're oh, not gonna yeah, be able to I fix see. this. Riot's unless... revenge is what you were looking at, right? Probably. Unless comic atrocity becomes like a, a I don't know what it's called, but it's not gonna be. But you know what? I gotta stop bitching about that. You've covered that ground. But yeah, um, overall, yeah, the, the character models and the arenas, oh my gosh, the arenas this, just look fucking amazing. This, this is a beautiful goddamned game. Yeah. People, like, on a lot of forums who aren't even, like, paying attention to fighting games are like, this game just looks nice. Yeah, I will it does. Like, I think, I think this is the first NRS game where I like every single stage that's in it since MK2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I praise. I mean, they look really, really well polished. I mean, they actually look. I mean, I mean, it's you can still tell it's a game, but I mean, if you if you got rid of all the HUD, you got rid of the characters, and you just showed the arena. I mean, that would. I mean, you could see this in like a highly budgeted animated movie or something like a CGI movie. It looks that damn good, like a Pixar well, yeah, the, film. The or something. facial, the facial animations in like the story mode cutscenes are definitely like CG movie quality. Oh, like yeah, definitely. I can't think of a video game that looks this good in terms of it's, like it's insane. When, when there's a close up camera on a person's face and they're talking. I will say this. That's true, but for like maybe ninety five percent of it. I don't like being the negative Nancy here, but there was a couple moments in that uh, prologue with Kara where I was like, Jeez, your mouth. What's going on with your mouth? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna but get that was like that 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 was it. That was like literally the there, only. There are some like, slightly less polished NPC models in that first chapter. Sure, <laughs> um, but yeah, the it's crazy when and then we can kind of transition into story and kind of just talk in general about the game as well, but with a focus on story. But yeah, when we were watching the story, it was like this. Honestly, did not feel like a Nether Realm, and I'm not trying to like sound rude, but it did, it felt it felt like a different studio made that story. The cutscenes, because it looked that damn impressive. So that's good. Though. Kudos I mean, like, to them. How 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 long ago was MK twenty eleven? Twenty fucking eleven. It's been six years. People have been six years plus. Actually, no. Seriously, go, going back to the two D games, there were, people are like they don't know how to model female faces. They don't know how to model female faces. The hair looks weird. So you know, years and years upon years of hearing that, they have to take that kind of criticism into account. And we're seeing kind of a culmination of many, many complaints and their response to it and they're listening to it. And we have what we have here right now. And I can't say anything apart from I look forward to the Harley Quinn Rule 34. Oh, God, I'm talking out loud. <laughs> nah, seriously, kudos, guys. This game looks friggin' fantastic. The models' faces look friggin' fantastic for the most part. Still some complaints about the hair from a lot of people, but I've never cared that much personally. I think, they look, I think it looks fine to me. Yeah, no, I just, like, when we were watching the story mode, um, seeing, like, Harley Quinn's face especially and a lot of the facial animations and them showing emotions and conveying, like, when Green Arrow and a lot of them just kind of give you give that look, you can know, you can tell what the character is thinking just by looking at them without them saying anything. And that <laughs> that is awesome. Like, that is a first for them. You can really tell what the hell is going on and just what this character is all about. And, yeah, it was... I don't know if they just revamped how they motion capture the faces, but you could feel the actors coming through these characters. It was tremendous. Like, I love Harley's expressions when they're hanging out in a slaughter swamp, but they're looking through the windows just before Ivy nabs them. She's, like, got this mischievous expression or 
fake faux contemplative on her face. It is wonderful. Like, that's a great freaking point. Yeah. And just, okay, and more on the story. The, yeah, even the camera angles and everything had a more cinematic feel. It didn't feel like... This is kind of how I described it when after we were done watching it or when we were in the middle of watching it is... I said it it no longer felt like a fighting game with some cutscenes thrown in, like shoehorned in. It felt more like a movie with some fighting, you know, put in. Like, it it felt like the complete polar opposite. It felt like you were actually watching, like, a CGI movie that just happened to have fights in the middle of it rather than, you know, the opposite. That's that's great. Anybody else going to say anything? (laughs) (laughs) We are doing a podcast here. The greatest praise I can give the story mode is that when I was watching it, I really wanted to know what was going to happen next. And that's kind of rare for a video game storyline in a fighting game. Which, even though I praise all the story modes, even MK9, despite all its problems, I think did a lot of things right. I was okay with... I like the overall structure of it. Um, but, like, this was like watching a movie. I don't think that was really true of the other story modes. Um, I, I have The reason why I'm being so quiet is because... Even though the story mode, I think, is probably the best one NRS has ever done, I'm just better at talking about the problems than I am about talking about the good shit. So all the shit I have is criticisms, really. Uh, only one or two I really want to go over. But, uh, yeah, I think it was excellent. Um, I think I think the thing about the story mode that makes it harder to have a conversation about than others is that they didn't do anything gigantically wrong. Like, it's easier to... It's easier to yeah. complain than it is to praise. Well, for you guys, not I've for me. <laughs> I, I like talking about the things I liked. So maybe I need there's, to carry this conversation to start. There's nothing yeah, I would qualify as gigantically wrong, but there were a couple of characters who I felt were used not optimally. Eh, that's that's true. Like, I did notice, like, one of the things that bugged me a little bit about this one is, like, at least in MKX, everybody who showed up showed up a minimum of twice. But in this, like, the, the Robin chapter seems to be only there to justify why he's not Nightwing on the main roster. <laughs> sure. And, like, the Joker sure. only shows up once. Uh, Grid only shows up once. Um, Scarecrow-induced gas fear hallucination. That's my problem. I was hoping it was not just going to be that. I was hoping there was going to be a bit more to Joker. But in all fairness, Joker is kind of a major character to have in any story. And to reduce him to any kind of a cameo role is, is, is a tough thing to do when he's such kind of when he's kind of a scene stealer. I it's see. a thing where I, I I don't know how I can say anything apart from I didn't want this to be what was happening, but I'm not surprised it is. I was hoping for something a little bit more unpredictable, but I don't know. The um, I was ha- well, go ahead, Razor. I don't know. Are we going into spoiler territory? Or are we yeah. going to talk about... We're going to... We're t- well, it's it's, we're it's open game. Of, we're not it's talking about game. the arcade endings, but yeah, full spoilers on the story. What I was going to say, though, to... Um, just to give an opposite opinion of what Shadowlose was, is uh, actually really happy that Joker was just a hallucination, because, dear God, I did not want them to pull this, oh, the character comes back to life, or the character's not really dead, or it's another universe Joker again, and so on and so forth. Like, I, I liked it as a... Um, I mean, a lot of people, yeah, predicted that he was just going to be um, a, a fear gas hallucination. I think that was one of the earliest predictions as soon as, you know, like people trying to think why he might be coming back. Um, but predictability is not always bad. I mean, there's a lot of times where something is predictable, but it's it's the right avenue to take. And if they would have just thrown something in there for a twist or a surprise, 
I would have been really, I, I'd be, I'd be in your shoes, I guess. I would be more complaining that really I, we're just bringing this character back into the fold when he already served his purpose for injustice. He, he was the whole cause of all of this. He was the most successful villain of all time because of his actions in the story mode. This entire dude. series is based off of his actions. So I love the fact that um, the way he was used here was um, merely to test Harley and it, it furthered her character development, which I thought this game was tremendous at with character development, because Harley's always on that edge. You always get that sense like this character at any moment could snap and go back to being a villain. But no, she persevered. And I and I love that aspect about her is she's further going towards the side of responsibility. And I, and I love that. See, I was very happy about that because it's not often that like post Joker Harley gets a lot of exposure in video games and whatnot like honestly it's, it's kind of like an animated series and occasional comic thing and even the comics tend to waffle between having her be obsessed with them for whatever reason day of the week and you know being her own person again so seeing that part of her the, the harley, harley does not need joker i was happy with that i guess my my problem with the notion of a scarecrow induced joker fear hallucination is that fact that it's just it's actually a really old concept it actually kind of dates back to Tim Burton's original plans, or, or, or the original, I don't, know if, I don't know if Tim's, but like, before Joel Schumacher had the notion, like, like before Joel Schumacher took over, right? like, that's one of the th ideas that they were tossing around. Batman like, triumphant. Robin coming in, yeah. and like, Harley, Harley, Harley Quinn was like, gonna come in as like, a lost flame of Jack Nicholson Jokers, and Scarecrow was going to be there. It was going to be like a Scarecrow Harley Quinn movie. I remember this idea was being tossed around for a while, and We're that's how it's, that. yeah. it's it's an old it's an old one. Yeah, it was going to be Batman. So yeah, Triumph it's like something like yeah. you know, Arkham Knight just did this whole Scarecrow Joker thing. It's it's becoming kind of a trope for me. I'm not saying it's a bad trope, but for me, it was extremely predictable. I get why they did it. But I think the most optimal use of Joker in my mind, it could have been like this alternate universe scenario where you just, I don't know, see him for one or two fights and he's like, eh, you know what? I'm happy here. You guys go off and have some fun. He's Joker. He doesn't need to be the center of everything. He's just, he's funny for two minutes or he's funny for two hours. I don't know. I guess, yeah. It's it's probably for me, it's more Joker fatigue, just like with the roster in general, why I don't have any desire to play him. Is if If he was anything else, I would just rather he not be in the story. Mode, I, should I don't. Say, but. I don't think he was the worst used character. I just, I'm a bit disappointed with how predictable it wound up being. But that's all. It's a minor complaint in the grand scheme of things. Uh, no, my. Go ahead. My vote for most misused character, I'd say, would be Doctor Fate. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I'm amazed too. I'm actually say, amazed yeah. you're not like slavering blood and well, frothing at the mouth for them. I'm gonna go on a rant. I am gonna go. I, I enjoyed him in story, but yeah, Redman was definitely super pissed about it. He like before we watched the story. My only thing going into the story was that Redman said he hated it, and I wasn't sure. Like after watching, I was like, why, "Why did you hate that? I thought it was amazing." And it was purely, well, not purely, but for the most part, it was just the Doctor Fate usage. And I and I agree with him. I guess I can just overlook that and just appreciate the rest of it. But for me, I agree with him. Doctor Fate was easily like pretty much made into just a complete joke. First, he starts off with, um, I mean, he's just kind of a dick. Like I, I when I was talking, hello about, everyone. Here I am. Here is some cryptic bullshit. I'll see you later. Well, I mean, would you like some more cryptic bullshit? Here you go. I way, have to fight you because of cryptic bullshit. Blah. 
the way I the way I look at it is there's going to be a lot of people that are experiencing Doctor Fate for the very first time, and a lot of casual fans are going to be playing through story mode, and that is going to be their only exposure to Doctor Fate in the gameplay. Like in game, he's great. I think he's going to get a ton of fans just based off his gameplay and his look alone. People are going to be really curious about this character. But if you're going off story mode, this is a character that comes in, gets bodied by Green Arrow and uh, Black Canary. So he already loses. And he's clearly just being kind of an asshole. And then he's conflicted the, for the rest of the story. Taking off his helmet, not sure what the hell to do. And then he goes and he goes as far as to help out Brainiac because of the order. Because uh, Brainiac's going to establish order. Whereas Batman and Superman fighting all of this time has just caused chaos. So I get that aspect of the character, but dear God, then then he basically is going to allow Brainiac to take Earth, and then like he gets yeah. and then well, he gets beat. How, how does how, how how does that? I, I can't mean, say a doctor. I'm a Doctor Fate expert. I just is this a thing? Are the Lords of Order that stupid? Is I have like seen evil Spock thing seen comics where they are dicks like that, and I have seen a lot of stories where the and there, there have been multiple Doctor Fates. There's been a lot of people who've worn the helmet. They are frequently Naboo's bitch, and it does kind of suck. But it, it's true to canon. Yeah, and then... Fair enough. Okay, Fair so enough. he gets beat. Once again, he loses. So his only two fights, his only two appearances in story, he loses both times. Which is a problem with the chapter system, not so much the character. But then he gets beat twice, and then he, um, he gets his helmet. Then it gets crushed, which is basically just... Adding insult to injury, he just gets his helmet crushed, and then he just gets fucked by a tentacle, and then he's dead. So, yeah, I mean, this character, (laughs) his entire existence in story mode, he did just basically get shit on and was made to look like a giant joke and a dick. He wasn't powerful. I mean, this is a character that would be one of the most powerful people in story, but it did not come across that way. He got his ass handed to him every single time he showed up, and he got his helmet crushed, so it's basically just like... Getting killed and somebody shitting on your grave. So it definitely sucks for the character, but ultimately I'm glad he's in the game. But yeah, that was my honestly biggest complaint about story mode was the treatment of the character. Um, Real quick, just so I can get some other thoughts on characters out there before I hand it back to you guys, is I thought Scarecrow and Ivy, although they, they once again had the jobber treatment just about like every other villain in this game did, which isn't really surprising. Um, I liked... Scarecrow and Ivy's performance so much in story mode. Like, I loved every scene that Ivy and Scarecrow were a part of. Robert England as Scarecrow was phenomenal. Don't know why I didn't think about that before, but he was absolutely amazing, and I loved every scene he was a part of, and I loved every scene Ivy was a part of. I loved when she took control of Harley and just how fucking... The way she talks to people was amazing. She burned people fucking... She burned Cyborg really good by The saying, waist down comment. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was referring to on the Facebook. Where I was like, Ivy hurts. She just really hurts. Yeah, she is... So yeah, I I, uh, I love them. And they, they were my standouts of the story mode. But yeah, continue with your guys' thoughts. Okay, most improved character is Green Lantern. Now, on the topic of characters that... We're just kind of there for one shot to serve a purpose. I kind of got exactly what I was expecting out of Atrocitus. So no hate. Hell, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, even better. Rage. He he literally that, that was, uses the rage from MK versus DC, was, and I was, actually like it. <laughs> it was, it was, because it's appropriate. Comic, That's what he comic does. Fans play, comic fans playing this game are gonna be like, 
they didn't say that in the comics. What are they doing? Is that what they think? And that one is going to go over so many heads, and I kind of love them for it. It's wonderful. But, like, <laughs> they put so much effort into actually making Hal, like, relatable, flawed, kind of likable. And despite all the horrible shit he's done as Yellow Lantern, and you want to talk about misuse of a character in the first game, holy Christ. This one. Holy hell! Did it ever make up for like the way Hal was before? And I, I mean, I was extremely pleased with, with all the with all the Hal content in this game. No complaints. To be fair, that arc is pretty similar to stuff he's gone through in the comics from when he was Parallax and then came back. Yeah, but I mean, did he get bitch slapped around every three seconds like he did in Injustice One? Because Injustice One, Yellow Hal was like MK9's Baraka or Shiva <laughs> or anyone who was not a main character hero. He was there to lose. Okay, I, I follow you now. At first, I wasn't sure. I was like, I, I really like his arc in the first game. And now, now I see what well, you're talking about. Now I follow you. I think the thing of it is, they they did more sort of shitting on the characters in the first game who were on Superman's side because they had alternate universe counterparts to them who could they who they could make look good and let the player be. And that... They don't have that in this game, so they do have to redeem a lot of the ones who were on Superman's side. The problem is Wonder Woman. She doesn't get shit to do that isn't fucking evil. Like, I actually think that she is the worst person in this universe. Like, she's, yes, I agree. She's more villainous than Black Adam. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, they don't, they never, like explore her in either the first or the second game beyond the fact that she's in love with Superman. And it's so different from mainstream Wonder Woman, and they don't go into, like, what motivates her to be such a, such a bitch. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm not gonna... I'm not trying to derail the Wonder Woman thing, because I completely agree with you. I, I, though I still think Superman's the biggest dick in this universe. I, 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 but she's a close second. I, I just... Um, I feel like there are moments that humanize Superman, like when him and Batman are working together, they talk about old times and shit before they turn on each other. Oh, man. Best, Wonder Woman best never moment. has a positive moment. Yeah, I agree with you. She is she is a total bitch. Best moment in all of the story mode. Absolutely. I miss the people we used to be. Yeah. Me too. Crack! I guess, yeah, I guess <laughs> says I... everything. I looked at that though when I when I saw them reuniting, I looked at it more as like Superman's just waiting to fuck over Batman. Like that, I didn't take it as a genuine like, man, this feels good. Like I felt it, it was more like, all right. And then as soon as Batman turns his back, Superman's just waiting to get one over on him because he's not going back in the prison, and you know it's gonna it's it's gonna end with them fighting each other again and wanting to kill each other. It's just a temporary alliance because out of necessity. So I didn't feel, I never took it as um, that that way, I guess. But I, I did appreciate the moment for what it was. I just didn't feel like Superman's side was so genuine. I do I want to chime in in a moment, moment here. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say about the Hal Jordan stuff. Regarding his arc in the first game, I, I, I forgot about a lot of that. Yeah, the presentation. It, it's kind of funny because my problems... With Hal and Doctor Fate, are kind of in Doctor Fate in the second game, are kind of similar. I'm actually okay with the size of Doctor Fate's uh, story role. That I, yeah, no, I I'm okay with, with Jobbers. It just the role was very undignified, which I like. Cyborg said was not what you want to do for the first time. People are going to see Doctor Fate. Um, 
But I agree with Shadowloo that Green Lantern stole the show for me. He was by far my favorite part of the story mode. By far. Really? Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, well, I just... How Jordan is characterized by strong-willed personality and just kind of typical, you know, dumb American arrogance. So when he's been humbled to the extent that he has, this penitent Hal Jordan is so interesting to me. And I love his responses to everything, you know? I love the kind of like, you know, please let me help Batman. I promise I won't hurt anyone. Kind of the, you know, I don't, please don't leave me alone. Like that sort of like patheticness makes him so human to me and so interesting and just a very good take on a good guy. Someone, he's almost like, they kind of designed his personality like sort of like a, like a member of an AA meeting. Like, my name is Hal Jordan and I wore a yellow lantern <laughs> ring, you know? So that's kind of what I like about it. And it works so well. And I don't know if you guys have changed your mind, but I thought Steve Bloom's, like, oh, sold I the have, shit out of that character. I have completely changed my mind. One of my favorite moments in story mode is when, like, Atrocitus and Dexter are, like, spitting all over him and he recites the oath. <laughs> Oh, yes, man. I agree. So totally the wrong and make it sound cheesy. And he really sells it. I fucking love it. Yes. I, well, it's the only time I've ever heard that oath and felt like that this this actually like this is intense. Like this is meaningful and just rich. And oh, my God, it, like goosebumps thinking about it. That's how well the character affected me. And I, I fucking loved it. I guess I'm just from. I was gonna say honestly, I'm from almost the complete opposite. Like I really this is well. Here's my, here's my argument on it. I didn't hate Hal in this, but I was never. I mean, I, I I was vocal about. I don't think Hal is that redeemable, and if he is redeemable, then we gotta see him go through the most trying of times and disturbing shit that he has to endure to get that ring back and to win over people again. Because he I mean he killed he he killed Guy Gardner. He led to John Stewart dying. He betrayed all of his lanterns. He led to Kilowog dying, Chip dying, uh, Mobo dying, Ganthet dying, and I'm probably butchering those names, but bear with me here. Um, so he completely good. betrayed all of those people. He teamed up with his arch nemesis that was fucking pure evil here and a complete shithead in the comics. So Hal was a complete, complete fucking disaster. One of the most, like... On the side of the regime, he was one of the worst. It was basically Superman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman and Hal, I thought, were like neck and neck for tying behind Superman. So if he was going to be redeemed, I need to see what he goes through. And I'm sure we'll get that in the comics. But as far as right now, all we got was, oh, I got the ring back. And you have no idea what it took to get that ring back. And then him being tested uh, by Atrocitus. And he overcame that testing. But... That was, that was it? Like, it, so, like where where I, was the struggle? Where was the giant, like, fucking I monumental montage it. of what he went through? The thing I, is... Yeah, go on. I, I sort of agree with you if you come from the standpoint of, like, how, how, all the things Hal did in the comic. Absolutely. Like, he mm -hmm. killed too many of his friends, and the game doesn't really talk about it. But that's kind of, that's the thing. Like, the game doesn't mention that he personally killed guy and got john killed like i wonder if those are even canon <laughs> you know well i want to jump in there as, uh, oh, we'll go on shadowly yeah the answer to that is only as canon as they need them to be or as convenient as it is i'm sorry but i've, I've 
This 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 is the nature of tie-in marketing. Cherry pick what you need, discard what you don't, or whatever is irrelevant. Let's assume uh, it's all canon. Let's assume all of it's true. I, I I want it to be. I really do. I know there are references to the stuff in this game that happened in the comics. But I'm just saying, I don't attach myself to those because I know that they're they can be temporary and transient. Just well, it, be careful. It, if, if, no, if none of it's canon, the problem kind of solves itself. But if all of it's canon, I still think there's an intelligent response. And that being, I don't. Out of all the horrible things, Hal did. They can all be attributed to idiocy. I, I, they're bad, but he killed Guy Gardner because he thought he was murder. He, he killed Guy Gardner because he thought Guy Gardner killed uh, John Stewart. That's right there. That that can be rationalized. It's wrong. He's dumb, but I don't. Dumb is redeemable. Evil, manipulative, not so much. That's why I've always sided with Hal Jordan over Wonder Woman. Um, and all the you know, Wonder Woman is knowingly yeah. a bad person. Yes, Hal exactly. Is accidentally a bad person. Yeah. Hal is just tragically stupid. I mean, and, and I mean, really, Sinestro is kind of pulling the strings the whole time. So, Hal, really, I mean, don't get me wrong. Hal still needs redemption, but not because he's wretched, but because he's a coward. That's the real sin of Hal Jordan. Is he had two crowns in front of him, one of cowardice, one of martyrdom, and he chose the former. That's why Hal Jordan's a piece of shit. So I don't put him on the same level as Wonder Woman for that reason. I think he was weak and he opened his mind to a very, very dark person. Someone who ripped Kyle Rayner from limb to limb. That That is... And I don't really even mind him in the first game. I get it. I, I think... I mean, a lot of the same is true for Flash, only pro- definitely to a higher extent for yeah. Hal Jordan. But that, that's where I stand. That's where I'm sitting. I think if you look at the first game and the, the stuff that happens in the comic, you can see that um, Hal, Barry, and Shazam, before Shazam turns and dies, were all... The reason they're on the regime's side is because they're afraid of Superman. The only people yeah. who are working for Superman who really wanted to be there were Wonder Woman and Cyborg. What about Hot Girl? Yeah, I guess. Hot Girl's such a minor character, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Poor like, Hot Girl. Barely noticed she was in that game. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I see your point. I'm not necessarily disagreeing. This is just where I'm coming from. I guess if, if a character is going to redeem themselves, I want to see that struggle. It's, it's I, very I similar to the reason why, you know, I... And critical of the first Thor movie is I didn't feel like the character really truly we weren't shown why that character did like a complete 180 in his attitude um, I know you disagree so we won't go into that but what well, is funny the parallel is funny though that we both stand on different sides of the fence on both those movies for very similar reasons so that is interesting to me but go on but yeah no I just for me it's like I if, if, if I was gonna buy Hal as a good guy again or at least a guy that should be forgiven I should I, I best is a better way to word that i don't feel like i should forgive him because you can't just tell me oh i got the green lantern ring so clearly i must have done a lot of good things and did endured a lot of bad shit it's like i what what give me an idea here paint the picture for me don't just leave it up to my imagination because i don't know what that entails did 
Did you buy the Green Lantern Corps a puppy? And they're like, oh, Hal, you old dog, get over here, you little, give him a little noogie. And then, like, that doesn't, See, sorry, I that can, doesn't buy it for me. I need to know I what you I can believe that that happened if Kilowog was in a position of authority. No, he's dead. This poozer gets you big blue-headed lugs, a puppy, and you're just gonna throw him down? It's a puppy, for space sakes. He's one of us. Gets Hal <laughs> Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I would have liked to have seen that as well. Um, that I mean, the phrase I would have liked to have seen that is sort of the overall criticism of story mode. I feel like the society stuff was rushed. I, I put Doctor Fate as number two, as like characters that weren't properly executed, because my number one was Captain Cold. I thought they had a beautiful setup. You have Captain Cold who was very badly damaged by the regime, and you have Flash who was his arch nemesis who is. X regime. So you have this very interesting kind of dynamic, and I feel like that was no. I don't know if wasted is the right word. I think it's all on the cutting room floor, which is unfortunate. Um, I really liked that Captain Cold stuff. I would have liked to see have seen more of that, but um, I'll I'll yeah. give him this. He got his moment. He got a good moment. He yes, got justification I agree. for being where he was, why he was. Fuck you. I hate you. A lot of characters did not did not get that. Without so spoiling I was, anything, I like his ending a lot too, but go on. I have really got to get on that. Everyone says Captain Cold's ending is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and I got to go do this tonight. Um, it's I good. I, I mean, don't don't go into that mentality. You'll be disappointed <laughs> if you're going in with that mentality. But it is very Fair good. enough. Um, it's, it's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, Captain Cold for me, I, I get, yeah, leaving that on the table, I agree. He's a character that deserved a little bit more. It would have been nice at least to have a little bit more. But for me, my second most like crappiest use of a character was Swamp Thing seemingly had no role in the story at all. He just was Great. there. I mean, I get it. I oh mean, my at least, God. At least he's there. But I mean, all he did was say, yeah, this is my swamp now. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. And then he I shows was... up at the end just to be like, yeah, mind controlled. And that, that was it. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he, he, he's probably my number two. He's also a character I, that just I, lost twice, and that's all he ever did in that entire story. I, I wanted to say that I knew what was going to happen with him was going to be the same with the Atrocitus. Atrocitus, I was, I was, I'm looking at him and I'm like, you are going to be a cameo if you have any relevance in the story because your story is too big to be contained in a Brainiac story. Sure. I kind of figured that going in. Something, I'm like, you could have a really interesting role to play in a game which is about this really advanced AI and cybernetic death troopers invading Earth. You could be important. Nope. Yeah, I... See, Atrocitus for me, like, the reason why I wouldn't even really include him on that list is because, yeah, Atrocitus is going to go fight another day. He might serve a larger role in the in the future. Maybe Justice 3 is more a galactic lantern battle or something, which would be cool. But for, like, Swamp Thing, it's like... At least Atrocitus served a point. He was there to test Hal and really push him and to show us at least something of him overcoming those those urges of rage and to show that he's a, at least a better person now than he was before. He's not going to give in to that easy temptation to go down the easy path. Um, swamp Thing did nothing. He just, Like I said, it was just, hey, I'm here. It's a swamp. What's up? And then, hey, I'm mind-controlled. But yeah, so th that was a shame. I mean, that's why I don't really lump Ivy and... Scarecrow into the Swamp Thing category because they at least served a purpose. They at least did things uh, and had cool moments. Swamp Thing didn't have a cool moment. <laughs> he was just there and then he's gone, which is a shame. Um, 
Yeah, that's the thing about this that, that I really like, you know. We always go on about how it really, how much it really, really sucks that we can't play the villains for their own chapters. And I feel like as much as they could allow it without making the story overlong and facing the impossible, thoroughly impossible task of giving every character their own chapter. More about that in a second. They heard us all talk about how we didn't get the love we needed for the villains, and they gave each villain, kind of, or most villains, that moment. Right. Like people, like, like people with Snart, like people with Scarecrow, they have good reasons for being here. Just one-off lines, even Deadshot. Deadshot, I figured, would, would be like the Baraka or the Reptile, just there to get his ass beaten. At least we got that moment, yeah, there's a bomb in me. Kind of got no choice but to be here. Yeah, little, little and I, moments. And I appreciate yeah. that. Even I Reverse really Flash had felt like he had something, but yeah, Swamp Thing definitely mm-hmm. was was the character. Cheetah, Cheetah's another great one that I thought oh, yeah. was awesome in the story. She had her moments. Cutting up uh, Supergirl's face was amazing. <laughs> Using the like rocket launcher, whatever the hell that was, was great. Like that was a great <laughs> moment. Just good. <laughs> She's just sitting there. Hello, bang. Yeah. So, yeah, she was another standout for me. Her and Ivy and uh, Scarecrow were all fantastic. But, yeah, Swamp Thing, for his just lack of anything going on and just complete unnecessary, unnecessary uh, whatever, and Dr. Fate for just, yeah, being basically completely bodied in every sense of the word. Well, I think I think Swamp Thing and Atrocitus are both victims of the fact that in a fighting game... Based on a comic book universe, you want the coolest and most demanded characters in, but they don't always fit the narrative you're trying to craft in your story mode. So it's like, just... it's like okay, in MKX, I was super upset that Goro was not did not appear in story at all because, mm-hmm. like, as day one DLC, first of all, they had him done. They could have stuck him in somewhere, sure. and. He should have had a role because the Shokan are important to Outworld, and so much of MKX was about Kotal Kahn's kingdom. But I'm not bothered at all that Darkseid doesn't appear in this story, because it's like, where would you fit him? Yeah, it's not his and, time. And yeah. So that's how I feel we're, about we're also... like Swamp Thing is not a guy who gets emotionally invested in what superheroes and supervillains are up to. So... Like, it doesn't bother me at all that he just kind of shows up for a cameo because it's, like, just fan service, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, from that angle, that, that that's fair. I, I definitely, I mean, for Dr. Fate's case, I, I at least glad he's in story, so it's not, like, all negative. If, if I had to choose between what he got and not being in story at all, I'd at least probably want him in story because it's still exposure. It's still people seeing this character and getting more personality from him, so it's not just gameplay. You're getting to see what this character is somewhat about. He's, he's about order. He's being controlled by a higher god. It's, it, Kent Nelson isn't exactly in control of what he's doing, and he's in conflict with things at times, and he's a character that's, you know, kind of a higher power, so to speak, and just steps in when he needs to, but to establish balance or whatever. But I just, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, also Temp, Temp, dark Temp, side. Keeps acting for, Temp keeps asking for the Spectre to be in these games. Spectre is exactly the same, but worse yeah. because he works for God. <laughs> so, like, well, you know, also, I'm, I'm a, why yeah. would Spectre do anything apart from stand 80 feet over his opponent and go, no, crunch. <laughs> I just, I mean, it's primarily gameplay purposes I want him, but I think 
design is another reason I'm really excited for Spectre. I think from just like a character design template or standpoint, or he'd be really cool in a fighting game context. I think his animations would be badass, sure. his specials would be badass, his personality would be badass. I don't really need him to do anything, just like I didn't need Dr. Fate to do shit. I just need him to be cool, and they fucked that up. Yeah, um, well, one thing, real quick, if, if all yeah. his role was in story was that he was the babysitter, that would have been fantastic. Yes! That was a missed opportunity <laughs> in a callback to the comics. They could have just been mm-hmm, like... That pe- would have been great if it was just Ollie and Dinah <laughs> getting him to watch the kid. Yeah, like, that would have been a callback to the comics, because he was fucking watching... Constantine's daughter, so why not have him be that role, and then people be like, hey, what's up with this badass character in gameplay? He's the fucking babysitter? This is the guy that was the babysitter in story? This is how cool and badass he is? Why didn't he get his hands dirty? They would research it and find out why. So yeah, I, that's a missed opportunity right there, but I agree, yeah, with, you. I agree with you. They don't need to serve great roles, just like Razor was saying, Swamp Thing doesn't need to serve a great role, I suppose. Um, it's, I it's do better that they're just at least in the game. I still feel like he probably should. That's because I'm a diehard fan of the Alan Moore Swamp Thing run, which is the stuff of legend. And it sucks for the character to, to, to reduce and demean him to that, but this universe is what it is, so it's to be expected. Babysitter would have been a step up from what it currently is. I do want to kind of flip sides here and say of a character who wasn't terribly important, but completely won me over. And uh, that was Cheetah. Uh, Cheetah's voice actress, kind of like, you know, uh, you know, Steve Bloom, just completely sold the shit out of that character. Like, I was having a blast when that character was talking. Um, just, just random as, as it was, I loved the, the bazooka scene. Oh, it was so fucking good. Um, that I, every time that character's on screen, I was having so much fun. So, but was she important? I mean, I, maybe a little bit, not really. Um, the whole society thing is kind of weird, honestly. I think that was very strangely handled. You know what? I totally saw the fact that the society were not going to be important to this story coming, so it didn't really bother me at all. And like, I look at the people who are on, like, I don't really on that roster, and it's like, okay, Grodd as the head of a large team. No, he is going to fuck them over at the first opportunity he gets because he's Grodd. (laughs) Like, I've I've seen this before in both the comics and the cartoon. Whenever yeah. Grodd puts a team together, it does not go well. <laughs> Guys, well, he's wanna... not good at micromanaging, honestly, but what's up, Cyborg? Well, um, my thoughts on the society, um, I was fine with them working for Brainiac um, because it led to them actually serving a larger role than I actually thought they were going to have. I was worried that the society was going to show up for, like, the first third, and then we're just going to be ousted, and that and that was it. They were just there to set up the story and i didn't feel that way it, it definitely felt like since they were working for brainiac they were actually there for most of the game uh, most of the characters were there throughout the chapters um, which was nice to see and i didn't mind one of my big complaints in the marvel movies is that oftentimes the villain that you're really getting into ends up being just like a henchman for a higher power i didn't really well, uh feel that way for grot i guess in the society because that's a that is a common thing. It's sort of... It's in a lot of stuff. Like, a lot of the Zelda games will set up a guy who's not Ganondorf, and then at the very end it'll be like, ha he was working for Ganondorf. Right. <laughs> or he was a host body for Ganondorf. Right. Or, like, how they used Melina in MKX is pretty much the same as how they use Grodd here. Well, that's well, that's what I was going to say. The reason why I didn't mind it is because they, it wasn't just, like, a last-minute, like, oh, they were working for this higher power setup. It was... 
you learned very quickly that the big power. So Brainiac yeah. still was the main villain. It wasn't like we got 90% of Grodd and then Brainiac showed up for the last two chapters. It was Brainiac was the main threat. Grodd was working for him, but it wasn't a bait and switch type of thing where it just undermines Grodd completely. It, it was a I, partnership, yeah. so to speak. So I, I enjoyed that aspect. The, th the thing I liked about how early they introduced Brainiac and pushed the society to the side is it really sells Brainiac more as the villain because yes. the biggest complaint I have about Shinnok and MKX is that there's not enough of him doing stuff in there. He's not... He doesn't have enough screen time. He doesn't succeed at enough things to be scary or, like, to make me think that he's a, a real badass as a villain. But, right. like, Brainiac almost successfully takes over the world. He successfully bottles a whole bunch of cities, and there's that whole scene in the middle of the game where they're all fighting against his ship and the heroes fucking lose. Yeah. That's that's really good stuff. It really sells... Like, I think Brainiac is the best villain NRS has done. Not to mention, I don't think they ever got Metropolis or uh, Coast City back. So um, that's they're just kind of up in the air right now. I think they got, like... They got Metropolis and Atlantis? I don't know. Remember well, exactly which uh, there was two cities. cities. There was still Coast City was the other one. Yeah, yeah, it was Metropolis and Coast City that were just gone. They're not sure what happened to them. So it's not like they can't be brought back, but we're left on a well, cliffhanger that what, they they didn't actually was, get them. The data is still in Brainiac's ship, but they weren't able to like get it. Right. And so in, in Superman's ending, he does successfully restore all the cities, and right. Batman's ending leaves it open. Right, exactly. So, Which I think is interesting, because it would be curious to see like where the third game takes Hal if Carol and Coast City are indeed gone. Yeah, no kidding. So which one do you think's canon? Well, uh... the thing is, like, I wanted to talk about the endings, because I think the Superman ending is really interesting in that cliche bad end, oh shit way, where it's like clearly the dark ending that's surprising, and it's like, how can they possibly, like, come back from this and but i also think that makes it the hardest to follow up in three because it's like okay at this point superman has everything he needs to take over the world and no one can stop him what could the third game even be about that's that's the superman wins forever ending <laughs> but i guess hey, who who could rise up to stop superman yeah. like what character could be introduced to really bring it back and stop Superman. But then on the flip side, what character can challenge Batman and all of them that's going to make them want to bring Superman back? Or, yeah, that's, you know, that's, I think we already know the answer to that. Well, my, my complaint about the Batman ending is that Superman is still alive and is put back in jail. I mean, it's the Phantom Zone this time, but still, he can get out. The It's repetitive. Like, I really, really, really wanted the good end to be Superman sacrifices himself defeating Brainiac. That is actually what a lot of people were predicting, and, were, and, and I've seen complaints going, sigh, they're either going to redeem him, or one of them is going to die. And I was pleasantly surprised when neither of those things happened, so I'm I'm, I'm content with, you with this. I'm with you there. I did, not want, a I did not want a redemption Superman story. That well, is one fucking thing I did not want to go down. That's why I wanted him to die. And, and, and here's the thing. We asked which character, like, who, who, who takes down Superman when he goes bad? The answer to this is very simple. Another fucking Superman. Like, infinite 
universes out there. Like, this game is making a point of that. I think you're going to get, like, Cal, capital L at some point. You're, you're, you're going mean, to see a more idealized yeah, Golden they, Age Superman. I feel like they've it's, already done that. Though. Yeah, that's how the first game ended. And this game ends can, with Batman successfully beating him. It's like, I just feel like... They could do it again. Seeing Superman get free and try to take over the world and be shut down again, it's it's more repetitive than if they had done. And, like, the reason I wanted him to die is because then it's not a redemption. It's more like a apology that puts a period on the sentence. Like, because if you redeem, redeem him, then you're saying you can be forgiven for killing Billy Batson and attacking a city with an army and all the villain shit he did in the first game that was way too far over the line. Right. And I just, it's, it's a lot like in the nineties when Hal became parallax, he didn't come back from that. He died doing something heroic as like a last sacrifice. And that felt more appropriate than if they had tried to turn him into a hero again. Until they did bring him back from the dead, and they said that no parallax was him being possessed. Like, if you come up with an excuse that it wasn't their fault, that's that's different than going, okay, I was a villain for a while, it was all me, I made those choices, but hey, can I be on the team again? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so if not Cal l how about someone worse? How about Aquaman? I just, you're gonna, I just, if you're going to redeem it, well, I mean, not Aquaman, Ultraman. Yeah, it's about to say. I was like, what? If, if you're going to redeem a character, if you want to see him redeemed, there's no more tried, tested, and true method than to have him look like I don't, I don't, nothing I, compared to someone you know, else. I don't want Superman redeemed, and I don't want him to fight him again. I just want him off the table. Because Maybe I feel like we're we've get. seen everything they can do with bad Superman. I'm tired. I wouldn't mind like a Hannibal Lester kind of relationship where he's present, but he doesn't matter. That wouldn't bother me. Yeah, I just I need agree. three to be about something other than bad Superman versus Batman. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, and I think I think like Temp was saying, you can leave him in the Phantom Zone, but have it be he's just there to be there, but he's not actually going to be an active part of the story. I don't think Superman's dying like. We're not dying to have Superman as a focal point for the story here. I feel like you can have him as a consultant or whatever, and then however you want to go in that direction. Um, but then for Injustice 3, you just got to have will, a clearly a, a big threat again. I will say, if I, they le- since they left him alive, I do think, and this ties into what I said about Coast City and where you could take Hal, I really, really hope that Injustice 3 is Blackest Night, specifically so a zombie Lois can interact with Superman and be and like just be like this isn't what I wanted because that's the only thing that can turn him around at this point he is not repentant about anything he chose to do about creating the regime but if Lois's voice was saying this is wrong that would be an interesting place to take the character, and I don't see anywhere else you can take him. Eh, this Superman's so shitty, I feel like if you had the real Lois standing there being like, Hal, this isn't what I wanted, he would have just lobotomized her and said, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're coming from, and I can appreciate that, but asking for an Injustice game that doesn't really heavily involve Injustice Soups is, to me, you might as well be asking for another MK game without Scorpion. It's probably not going to happen. Eh... <sighs> Just real talk, dude. Sure, but, I mean... Don't do that to yourself. Do Blackest Night, then. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna yeah. say no, I'm not gonna say no to that. I would love that. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm gonna say no to that. I don't want Blackest Night. I just I just Monster. I'm still at a loss of like where you can take this Superman that we haven't seen before, and the only thing I can think of is have those he's lost or killed to confront him. I would I don't I think we don't need to do any of that, honestly. I think we just need to put him in a cage and have Batman play chess with him every once in a while. That's all we need. I don't I don't need to explain anything. He's a dick, put him in a cage, give him a cameo so we can put him on the select screen. I think that's all we need for Superman. I guess if even I that, what's up? See them doing it. I don't think. I don't think. Ed's no, no, you're right. I of putting Batman facing Superman on the cover again. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. Here's where I absolutely agree with you. I don't. I I fear they want to do the Superman thing because I think you mentioned this off mic, but I think you told me a few days ago that that it seems like NetherRealm identifies the Injustice world. As the evil Superman world. That's it's, that's what defines his identity to them. So they're not going to give that up, and then we're just going to keep going in cycles. I think you're absolutely right in that. And I'm worried about it, too. And if they go down that route, I guess Black is Nice is the best way to go. But I'm just speaking purely in ideals here. I just I just don't want to see any Superman at all at this point. Fair enough. I agree with that. I I feel like, put him like you said, a Hannibal Lecter role is not bad. I think that's a, a really nice direction to take where you still get your Superman, but he's not the focal point. He's not the big bad. It's not Batman versus Superman again. It's a completely different dynamic, and then it's just up to what's the situation? Who's the bad guy? Why does Batman need Superman's uh, advice or whatever the hell you want to go with? Guidance? Um, and how do you how do you go from there? I mean, if we're being real, I wanted that in this game with Sinestro. I wanted Hal to have to be like, fuck, I gotta go see Sinestro in his, in his cell. And you know, Sinestro's all fucking, like, hamming the shit out of it. Like, hello, Jordan. Like, that would have been so fucking fun to me. And they, they didn't that do anything like that. Been great. Sinestro is a perfect character for that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love it. But all right. Yeah, I mean, that pretty that covered story mode. Is there anything else that stuck out to you guys? Um, I'm trying to think this, of any aspect we haven't really discussed. This entire, like, notion of Sinestro as Hannibal Lecter just has me wondering which character, which horrible character is off in the corner yelling Hal, I can smell your cunt! <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, that would be Larf, <laughs> Thank you. I was, about, I was about to go there. Because we are of the same mind. And then, and then Lars please wakes up the next, does not wake up the next day having choked to death on his own tongue. <laughs> that's a good movie anyway but yeah no it'll be it'll be really interesting to see where they take the story in the next game and you're almost guaranteed that we have to have another one because with how successful this game has been both critically and fan wise people are loving this game us included there's no way we're not going to get a follow-up or I, I think at this point the Injustice world is here to stay I did not feel that way coming from the first game but go after reading the comics and Coming from this game, I feel like you have to stick with it at this point. It has become a brand for DC and NetherRealm Studios, so I'm curious where they really take it from here and what big bad I, le is left other than like I a think, Black Hand and Necron or an Anti-Monitor or something like that. I was about to say, I, I, I anticipate basically Anti-Monitor or Darkseid himself as a real contender for next time because he's getting a good showing here as, as a character. I mean, it's, 
It is actually well, very kind of, impressive yeah. that they've had the restraint to not make Darkseid the bad guy two games in a row. Yeah, that's very... It's probably about time. Can't say that for the movies. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just do the first one with the baddest villain we have, so there's <laughs> no, like, grade of, like, things getting worse. There are no stakes raising. Just, just start <laughs> with the best bad guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, um... It is, I feel like we're concluding here, so I just want to say, just overall, like, story mode aside, or story mode not aside, the game is unbelievable. I am so much happier with this game than I thought I was going to be. I am absolutely in love with it. I put in over 20 hours at this point. The game's amazing. And also, to close up the story discussion in general, I, I do want to re-emphasize, I mean, I know we had our nitpicks and our complaints and what we had wrong with it, but I don't think any of us dislike story. I think we all like story. Isn't that correct? It's well, the I, best I, NetherRealm I story. Like story. I, I, think, I think this might... Well, no, this is definitely the best story mode they've done. Yeah. Great. Easily. I, I'm saying maybe, but that's just because MKX fixed a lot of stuff I had a lot of problems with, but also introduced a few more. And for its, to its credit, Injustice 2 doesn't introduce a lot of elements or, uh, at all. That I have a problem with. It did write by a lot of characters by me. Speaking of which, Aquaman's fucking hardcore, okay? I should have put that out right now. That's that's He's weirdly hardcore, yes. Out of this entire (laughs) cast, Aquaman, of all fucking people, gets the Do Not Want to Approach in Dark Alley Award. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck fuck away from me with that trident, you weirdo. You got some issues. Yeah, you need to work them out. He has like, your issues. He just kept like stabbing Grodd. Like he's torturing over him. Over and that. over. He's already dead. Stop. <laughs> no, but honestly, I will, I will say like I, I get what what you said about MKX fixing a lot of things. I think MKX is great because it's an apology. Injustice Two is better because it doesn't need to apologize for anything. Yeah, good way to put it. Except for Wonder Woman. I'm still wondering what the fuck is up with the <laughs> I really hope this is going somewhere, because, like, even in the comics that I've read, they're all, like, she's egging him on, and he's just, she's just, she's she's just being man. horrible for no good reason. Yeah, like, every other character on that. Every other hero in the Injustice universe who turns, we see a moment when and why. Wonder Woman was always bad. <laughs> It's very hard not to read sexism into it, but I'll give them another shot. I, I don't think it's deliberate sexism. I think it's just a problem a lot of writers have where they don't care about Wonder Woman. They don't look up what motivates her. So yeah, they just, the hoppies. They just Here's a crowd. Angry warrior girl Superman. As opposed to, like, in the comics, she's supposed to be this person who brings a message of love and peace. She's an ambassador. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean... In recent times, they've been going out of their way to, like, separate her from... This is this is the thing, going back to uh, a few years ago, with the uh, Countdown Infinite Crisis and whatnot. Like, her snapping Maxwell Lord's neck in the comics was a shit bomb. It, was, it, it, raised, it raised a lot of questions. Some people were pissed off. It's like, how was Wonder Woman killing people? What is going on? And since then, they've kind of stuck with that as... As in, she's this character, like, unlike Superman or Batman, she has zero qualms about killing people if they really deserve it, and if she feels like there's no other choice. I think, But I here, think it's like, they've taken that approach and gone, yeah, that's who she always has been. It's, and it's, 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 it's troublesome. It's what the, um, it's what TV tropes would call flanderization, 
where you have a character trait and it just keeps becoming more and more the thing that yeah. defines that character until they're one-dimensional. Like, Wonder Woman is a person who would kill if she's fighting a Greek monster like the Minotaur or the Medusa. She doesn't need to take that philosophy against human beings. Like, but people see people see Greek warrior and all they think of is, like, ruthless Spartans. Wonder Woman's people aren't like that. They train in combat as for self-defense, like the Shaolin monks. They're an inherently peaceful people. Are you telling me that Frank Miller inadvertently ruined Wonder Woman without even touching her? Because I can believe that. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> and then you kick her down a hole. <laughs> Sad. Alright, well that puts a bow on story, um, gameplay-wise, and just overall. Um, this game is phenomenal, I agree wholeheartedly with Temp. It is better than I could have even hoped for. It is really, really good. It's, like I said, critically, it is favoring really well. Right now, I think it has like an 87 on Metacritic, which is is hard to do. <laughs> like, that's not easy. Um, and... Just in general, like, um, like I know IGN, there's a lot of jokes about IGN and just how comical they are at reviewing shit a lot of the times, and usually I agree with that, but, like, especially in, like, it was, like, MK9, I think. MK9, they gave an 8, and they gave Vanilla Marvel vs. Capcom 3 an 8.5, and I was like, what? <laughs> so there's well, clearly... Well, thought the bosses were too hard at MK9, that's why. Yeah, it's just ridiculous, well, they so... fucking words. So it's I know we we know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just yeah, it's really ridiculous. Um a lot of that dumb shit uh that they they just yeah, they're it just seems like they're very skewed. Like they love Capcom, uh Street Fighter and etc., but they don't like Mortal Kombat. They look at Mortal Kombat as just like a you know, a gimmick. And yeah, that might have been how it was created, but it's it's evolved since then. Um but anyways so for them to give, my, my ultimate point in bringing that up, for them to give a 9 to fucking Injustice 2, that's higher than they've rated, I think, any other NetherRealm game ever. And that's saying yeah. something, because this game from top to bottom is phenomenal. Um, just for instance, we were playing last night, a guild. the guild system in general is really cool for groups to be able to get together and you know work as a team against things, um, both in a sense of all trying to pitch into help each other out getting mother boxes and complete challenges as a guild, etc. That's They have a mode where you can do like a boss battle as a guild, and there's three of you. And this is, I did a lot of bitching about team battle in MKX, how it was such a nice, it was a nice concept, but the execution was horrible. Because trying to find matches with it and just how you can't like team up before you went in to find a ranked match or anything like that, it's just, just really bad, um, structure it just it was just uh it flopped and that really upset me because all i wanted was variety in the game i love doing one-on-one -on -one matches i love doing sets i love doing king of the hills that is the meat and potatoes of the game but for god's sakes i just want a little bit of some sort of cooperative element to where you know if i don't feel like competing after doing it for three hours give me something where we can work as a team to kind of cool off and just relax and have fun as a team or root each other on as a team and didn't really have that. And with Injustice 2, this this boss battle where three of you can take on a boss, Endurance MK style, where one of you fights him at a time, and you do as much damage as you can. As soon as your life bar is gone, your buddy jumps in, and they keep trying to chip away. 
and then if you have to get to the third person, then they get a shot to finish it out. That's awesome. Then you throw on the assists that the other characters that are watching can throw down to help their teammate. And like if you get comboed, they can do rockets on the person to break them out of that combo. Just stuff like that. That's tremendous. And you get diamond boxes for doing it. Like that to me is good content. That's adding variety to the overall game. I gotta go let Zatan outside so she can probably piss or poop. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go do that. You guys enjoy I keep forgetting it. your dog is named Zatan and I get so confused for about a second. Good. Um, what is going on you here? Continue the conversation about your feelings on what the game. Look? Um That that totally broke my train of thought. Where were we? Dear Aquaman. The game is good. Who, yeah, hurt game you? Is good. Who did this to you? Was I, it Black I, Mana? It was Black Mana, wasn't it? That's why he's coming. That's why Black Man is on his way, people. To see why Aquaman is so goddamn angry. Yeah, Aquaman was weird in this. He was weird. I mean, the last game he was operating under coercion, so I get it. In this game, he's just like, ah, he's just an evil dude. Like I, I, And he wasn't like that. Well, I guess we didn't really get a glimpse at his character, but I wasn't getting that vibe in the story mode. And then suddenly, just out of nowhere, Aquaman's like, well, look at the clock. It, it looks like it's time for murder? I, fuck. <laughs> I don't get it. That's the extra hour of the Atlantean clock. <laughs> Murder time. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, this this Aquaman has clearly spent a lot more time growing up in Atlantis than the usual Aquaman. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I don't. It makes me not want to play the character. Dear NRS, when Mana comes, please do not have his intro entirely composed of him eating babies, all right? <laughs> I know shit's rough under the sea, but you gotta draw the line somewhere. Well, can you hear me over the baby-eating noises in arrest? I mean, he doesn't have to eat a baby. He could maybe just make fun of how he killed a baby. <laughs> well, everything, everything is just darker in this universe than it normally is in the normal, in the, in the, in the universe. So, I mean, if he killed a baby in the normal universe, it stands to reason that he is, in fact, a baby. That's, that's true, but also, like, the arcade in intros, thankfully, are less extreme than the story mode characterizations and have a lot more canon references. This is what happens when Cyborg leaves me alone with you guys for, like, five minutes. <laughs> You're right, it's not a bad thing. Not even. <laughs> that is my bad. Not even. <laughs> You're back? Yes. So... Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't take that long to walk over about 13 feet and then open a door, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, so just the gameplay in this that I was alluding to before with the guilds. They didn't really market the guilds and how all of that works. It was in the like the launch trailer, the trailer, or the Everything You Need to Know About Injustice trailer. But before that, they didn't really touch upon them. So I'm happy with the guilds. Love that. It, it gives a sense of a community that we didn't have before. I definitely didn't have a sense of community with factions in MKX. So I'm hoping they take the guild approach in M the next MK game because, to me, that's the way to go. That way, as the Nethercast, um, we can all get together and play and work as a team. I mean, that's that's the benefit of having a community. People you know that own this game is to be able to play together and work towards goals together and unlocking things together. To me that adds another layer to this game for more replayability and variety to keep you coming back if you're not somebody that just likes hammering out sets. Um, the gear system in general, uh, tons of stuff there, replayability and all that stuff. So loving the game so far. 
And yeah, we're going to give it another week before we review it. So that way we can kind of get a better sense. So it's just past the honeymoon, honeymoon period, so to speak. Um, so we can give more time to see the good and the bad of the game. But so far, definitely tremendous. Sounds like everybody, everybody on our side, at least, is uh, liking this more than they even thought they were would. And that's a good thing. Um, we're having a good time here. That's It's very positive. The lead up to this game was very refreshing and positive. And it's good to see that the follow-up did not just flop or let us down. It's 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 tremendous. It's a good feeling. I feel like we won this one. Like we we won as fans of this series. Definitely. This time yeah, around. It feels good to ask for things and actually get them, doesn't it? Yes. Like <laughs> it's nice. on all it's fronts. Refreshing. Yes. Like there's so many things I wanted in in that I bitched about in MKX that just 180 in this game. Story was better. Uh, the cinema, like I said, cinematic quality and all that was just head and shoulders better. The roster was tons better. The um, and then like having the guilds and the the guild system better. So online's good from the guild system. Get-go. Amazing compared to fucking factions. Oh yeah, I never cared oh, yeah. about factions, which is a shame. And yeah, the uh, the online netcode feels good. So everything's good so far. I I completely forgot about that, but yes, the the netcode the netcode is so good. I didn't think about it. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That that is unheard of in previous netherrealm games so yes the netcode's amazing yeah. i mean this is the first one where Indeed. at launch they had the netcode right yep. like x they didn't fix it until it was out for a while yeah so this is good this is yeah it feels super positive feels super good and dlc's looking to be good so i mean we got plenty <laughs> more to uh to go so the, the reason why like that's that's so great is because this game feels so amazing the characters feel really good now it's like having the DLC characters feels like icing on top of an already well-made cake. It doesn't feel like we're just hoping and praying that the DLC saves the game. Now it's just like, this game is amazing. Now we're just going to get more good content going forward. That That is a great feeling in of, in and of itself as well. Yeah. So, cool. Do you guys have anything to add before we wrap this up um, and get back to playing this all, game? All I, would, all I would say to end on is hurry up with those uh, classic costumes. <laughs> like we need to get those out there i don't know if there's already like gear in the game that's supposed to be that but i i hear tell of classic premiere skins right i would i would rather those be broken up into gear so that i can use shaders on them <laughs> it was always going to be the way but uh but yeah i'm 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 looking forward to that shit so hurry up ed <laughs> <laughs> all right well, if that's all you guys got, then uh, we'll wrap up episode 66 here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, once again, check out the Facebook group. We will be happy to approve you. Check out the guild, of course, and there's more information on our... I put up a video on the guild, so go go there if you missed it earlier and you're not sure where in the podcast I mentioned what the codes are to enter the guild. Um, they are on the video as well, um, and they're on the Facebook group as well. So... Check those out. We're hoping to get all 50 members filled out on both consoles. That way we can have just a complete filled up community. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you guys online. We'll get some King of the Hills going. We'll get some streams going eventually as well. And you guys take care. Thanks for tuning in. And see you next time. Love you as always. Take care, peeps. I'm Batman.
Fidelity.